Hi, I'm Jenna. Hi, I'm Ellie. So for this mini-sode, we'll be chatting about all things related to production because Ellie is Verve's amazing production controller. And because it's that time of year again, we'll be discussing London Book Fair. So Ellie, do you want to kick us off by telling us a bit about production? What does your job involve? And on a daily basis, as well as overarching purpose? Yes, definitely. So, I mean, production is basically a little bit of project management, um, looking after all of the different books that we have on the go, managing a huge Excel document that we call the schedule, um, which tells us when things are going to get published and all of the details related to bibliographic information and also costings, um, cover finishes, that kind of thing. So I'll be looking at the schedule every day and making updates when needed and looking at what titles might need to go for typesetting. Um, If we've got a Word doc manuscript, working with Jenna, our editor, and also freelance copy editors and proofreaders and editors, and seeing which stage of the process each book is at. And then, yeah, getting it typeset, getting it proofread, getting it approved by the authors. And then once we have the final file, um, looking at costings with the printers that we work with to see how much it's going to cost to print each book, what kind of cover finish we might want, how many copies we might want, depending on how many orders we have, and then putting the order together, sending it to print, checking out that everything's on track for delivery. It's good. So basically one of the most important jobs in the company, um, you're pretty much the project manager on every single book and very much in charge of making sure that all of my deadlines get met and all of everyone's deadlines get met. So production really is one of the most crucial parts of the publishing process I think and even with editorial and publicity I don't think it would all come together without production. So did you always know you wanted to work in publishing and get involved in the production side of things? No Um, I mean when I was at university I studied uh, English and history for a BA and then did an internship at Oldcastle in 2019 and I actually thought I was going to be kind of doing marketing and publicity things when I got here they had another intern also doing that so I was put on the production side of things and just did that for my whole internship I didn't know anything about production I didn't even know it was a department in publishing so I was very lucky that I liked what I was being asked to do and they thought I was good at it and yeah then I stayed and worked part-time while I did my master's and then the following year Uh, One of our colleagues was leaving, so there was a full-time opportunity coming up here. And luckily, I was offered the position and said yes. And I've been here now for two and a half years full-time. And yeah, production is most of my job. So I didn't know it was a thing, but I would recommend everyone who might want to work in publishing looks at different departments beyond just editorial, because I'm sure editorial is great and Jenna's job sounds amazing, but there are lots of other jobs (laughs) in publishing too. And uh, you might find something that you're better suited to. Well, yeah, I was going to ask you, so do you think production is often overlooked or unheard of? And why do you think that is? Definitely overlooked and unheard of. I don't know really what I thought happened in a publishing house. I knew (laughs) there was editors and I knew there were publicists, but I didn't really think about who would be managing like the whole process behind the scenes. And I didn't really think about kind of the nitty gritty details of like costings and printing and different types of paper, different types of covers. Like that's not something that crossed my mind uh, until I started um, as an intern here. So yeah, definitely. I think it's often overlooked. 
it's the best kept secret in publishing and you should look up production and find out all about it. Definitely. Like there is a lot of overlap, I think, with editorial as well. So if you're kind of thinking that you might be a good editor and trying to break into the industry, production is also something you should consider if you think you can, if you think you have really good time management and like the idea of overseeing the whole project rather than just the editorial side of things. I think you probably see a lot more of the whole publication process than I do. I mean, I do, I do see, but I think you're very much more involved in the whole process than me yeah I mean maybe just because we're such a small publishing house I think everyone in our team is kind of involved in the overall process and that's different to what it would be like if we were working on a big four but yeah I think production is kind of there from the very start when you get the manuscript and part of my job is also checking that the books arrive and they look okay and the print quality is okay so you're kind of involved right from the very start to the end and that's one of the best things when you get a delivery of books and it's the finished copies and you can see what it looks like and hold them in your hands that's that's amazing but also one of the most stressful things opening the box and having like a final proofread I get anxiety to make sure there isn't a mistake or a typo on the cover that everyone's missed because I'm the last person to sign off on the files when they go to print and it's a big weight on my shoulders I'm always a bit paranoid that I'll be um trusted to spend all the money and print the books and then there'll be a mistake so it's the best and the worst part I think you do a good job with it and any stressful text I've had from you about it, like, oh, I've just signed off on this. It's always ended up fine. So, but yes, a very important job and (laughs) only a specific sort of person could probably do it. So I was going to ask you, what do you think makes a perfect candidate for a production role? I mean, I'm definitely not perfect, so probably not the best person to ask, but definitely, as you said, time management is a big thing. I feel like I'm juggling dozens of to-do lists and reminders and post-it notes in my head and on my computer and on my desk. So you have to be able to kind of stay on top of different things at once. Like you can't just get tunnel vision and focus on one book because you're constantly working on 10 different books that are coming up. And there'll be things that are publishing this month that you're checking the orders and the printing. And there'll be things that are publishing in a year's time and you're just looking at the manuscript and scheduling the typesetting. So definitely time management and prioritization. Also, I think just being like quite a clear communicator. I'm emailing people all day, every day, internally and also externally freelancers and different people we work with, printers, distributors, sales reps. So that's important. But yeah, I mean, you have to like books, obviously, to work in publishing. So that's always a plus. But having kind of a practical mind as well as a creative mind is good if you want to work in production. But you still have a passion for the arts. So I think it works well. (laughs) What is your favourite part of the job? That's a hard question. As I said, I think like seeing the finished copies, that's always really nice. Yeah, especially if it's something a bit different. Um, Earlier this year, we did Fear and Lovely in in hardback and that was Verve's very first hardback. So that was quite exciting. Seeing it arrive and, you know, checking that everything looked good. And that's so satisfying to see something that was just like digital on the screen and then it becomes physical book. So that's great. But I think apart from that, just everyone that you get to work with, everyone in publishing is so nice. Everyone at Verb, obviously, because we wouldn't employ someone who is not nice, but everyone that we work with externally is also lovely. And I think that's kind of a thing in the publishing industry. Everyone likes books and has a passion for for the, the thing that they're working on, like you said. So it tends to be very friendly and can look a little bit daunting from the outside, or it did to me, definitely, um, if you don't have any connections or like know anyone who's already working in it. But once you get in, everyone is lovely. Yeah, I agree. 
So this leads nicely onto our next topic that I wanted to discuss, which is the London Book Fair. So we both get to go to this as part of our jobs, obviously me for editorial purposes and you as part of your production role and the contact side of things. We both went for the first time last year after COVID. So even though we've been working here for a few years, this last year was the first time it had been running since we kind of really got going with Verve. So yeah, I suppose it'd be helpful to explain to the listeners what the London Book Fair is and what we both do there. So it's basically a big conference, isn't it, Ellie? Yes, it's basically a huge conference centre with hundreds of stalls run by different publishers and agents and publishing professionals, I guess. There's people there from printers, there's people there from literary agencies, there's authors there who come to represent themselves. There are like sales teams there, distributors, all different kinds of services. So you get audio book people there, you get designers coming there, but it's mainly publishers and anyone can go um, if you buy a ticket, but it's mainly professionals, trade people who work in the trade already. And it's kind of just an excuse to catch up with everyone that you only see twice a year at London and Frankfurt, which is the other big book fair. But we go and have meetings with people we work with, um, other publishers, other suppliers, that kind of thing, and uh, build relationships and do business deals, um, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah. so much us. We're not doing business <laughs> deals, really. <laughs> well, I mean, I so I mainly meet with agents to discuss ongoing projects that we're working on together with their authors and also potential future projects. So I get pitched upcoming books that I might want to, so for like for this year, I'm going to be getting pitched books that I might want to add to the list for next year, which is always really exciting. It gives me a bit of a, a boost in terms of being able to imagine what the future of the list is going to look like. And for me, it's all really exciting. Um, so I don't know, Ellie, you potentially meet with slightly different types of people to me. I think yours is more to do with the, the actual production of the book. Yeah, it's definitely more of an eclectic mix. I mean, I'm going to meet with a few different printers that we work with, some that we work with regularly and some that we haven't worked with in a while just to kind of hear about latest updates. But I mean, the other half of my job is kind of looking after rights for Verve and Oldcastle. So I'm also meeting with our international rights agent who looks after translation rights for us and just kind of update her on our new titles and see if she's got any news and meeting with some people that we work with for sub-licensing, so for audio and large print rights. Um, meet with them and kind of give them an update on upcoming books and see if they're interested in buying any of the rights from us or working together in the future. So definitely a mix of people. But I always think the agency meetings that you have sound really interesting. Like it's cool that you're going to get to hear about those books before anyone else. And even before they'll email them out on normal submission, like it must be nice to hear about it face to face. It it kind of, it flags to me as well, anything that might be coming into my inbox in the future or submission that I really do need to keep an eye out for. It's very fast paced though, and very different to, I think, both of our day to days, especially because I work from home full time day to day I'm usually just at home by myself taking meetings on Zoom so going to a massive conference centre and having 30 minute meetings all day for for two or three days is is quite a departure but like I said I really love it I like the pace of it I think I like that it just happens once a year and it's quite concentrated to that specific event there's also lots of coffee and some nice events that might take place after the fair so I love it but 
Ellie, how do you feel about it? Well, I do enjoy it, but it's definitely out of my comfort zone. I mean, I'm I don't really love meeting new people and having to talk to them face to face. I'd much rather hide behind my emails. So that's what I get to do every day in my production role. Lots of emails and the occasional phone call, but not really very many face to face meetings. So it's definitely nice to get out of the office and kind of see people. And it's nice to meet people that I've already met before and catch up with them. But I don't love hundreds and thousands of people around you all the time and having to do all those meetings back to back with no breaks can be a little bit overwhelming but this year I'm looking forward to trying to go to a couple of the seminars if I've got time. Colson Whitehead is the author of the fair this year so I want to hear his talk if I can. Yeah so those are the sort of events that I suppose would be good if you come to the fair and you don't already work in the industry but you're looking to get involved or maybe you're a book blogger and you're coming to to the fair you obviously won't have set meetings and things in the same way that professionals will but there's loads of these sort of talks and yeah seminars going on at the same time that yeah always sound really exciting I didn't have time to go to any last year okay to round things off I thought we would share what we've currently been reading and Ellie I'm going to go to you first because I know you read a book that you really enjoyed earlier this week I did. I just finished reading Mad Honey by Jodie Pickle and Jennifer Finney Boylan. And it was really good. Would definitely recommend. Don't want to give too much away because it's quite a good twist midway through. But it's kind of a thriller with important themes. So definitely for fans of By Way of Sorrow, because that is also a thriller with important themes if you've read Verb's newest release. But yeah, Mad Honey is really good. It's about a teenage boy who's accused of murdering his girlfriend and you see it from the perspective of his mother who herself was in an abusive relationship in the past so she's kind of got all that trauma brought back up and she's obviously hoping that her son is innocent but she's not sure and you also see it from the perspective of the girlfriend in the past in flashbacks um, and kind of finding out what happens and it's a dual narrative and you get fed the information little by little and then everything kind of comes to a head so definitely recommend um, if you're a fan of thrillers and also kind of like just domestic dramas and now I'm reading Tomb of Sam um, which won the International Booker last year which is really good so far I'm only like a quarter of the way in it's quite a chunky read but yeah I think it's going to be good it's kind of a sprawling story about um, an Indian family and the matriarch who's in her 80s and kind of the family thinks she's ready to die but she's potentially having a new lease of life yeah what about you Jenna? Well, I recently finished Luster by Raven Lalani, which I don't really think I need to explain too much. I think everyone's heard of Luster, but basically about a young woman kind of spiralling after losing her job in publishing and also navigating a relationship with a man who is in an open marriage and it doesn't really take the path that you'd expect, but I really liked where it ended up. And I just thought the writing was... It's literary, but it's pacey and it's slim and it keeps you reading really quickly. And I loved it. I I just, I thought it was really well written. And I've also just finished Conversations on Love, which is a nonfiction essay collection by Natasha Lunn. I liked it. I don't think I found it as groundbreaking as I was kind of told it would be and hoping to, but I did like it. It was some nice sort of reflections on love and relationship, all different types of love and the place of love in our lives and how to navigate it in its different stages. Yeah, so that that's that's kind of what I've been reading. 
I just moved flats this week, so I've not been spending a lot of time reading for pleasure. I've mainly been reading for work and settling in. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you for being this week's guest, Deli. You're so welcome, Jenna. Thank you for having me. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. To stay up to date with all things Verve, sign up to our newsletter at vervebooks.co.uk forward slash newsletter or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram or TikTok at verve underscore books. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the Verve Voices podcast if you loved it. We really appreciate your support. 